When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? Your man, Ike Jones. We are here. It is Monday, February 27th, and spring practice starts today. It's time to stop talking about it and be about it. What do we have in store for spring? A lot to talk about. Let's get straight into it right here on the Morning Drop War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Yes, indeed. The morning drop right here on the War Report. You got your guy, Ike Jones, as well. Be well this morning. You're talking a little Auburn football. Spring practice officially kicks off today. Now, I know he's been here for a while, but today it's official. The Hugh Freeze administration has begun. Be well. How you feeling this morning, man? I'm ready to get the show started, man. I'm ready to be able to talk about football. Basketball isn't quite how I going quite how we hoped it would go. So to have a welcome, it's diversion. going about exactly how I see this. I, so I see hold, let me just I see it. Let me let me let me clear up a couple of things because I was watching yesterday, mm. and while I was out, first and foremost, Mike G made some ridiculous statements that we have to address we're at some point in time. We're gonna fry them up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you hash that out with him because y'all were talking about it yesterday. Y'all said y'all gonna reconvene mm. on that conversation tomorrow during the morning drop. So I'm gonna bow. I'm gonna let y'all talk about that tomorrow. We're gonna fry them up. Um, but let's talk about my basketball takes because he's talking about, you know, I had, you know, was being, listen, man, I've been honest about this since before the season. I said that this team would have at least 10 losses on this season. I called that before the season started. I was like, we'll probably lose about 10 games this year. I could see us having double digit losses this year. Yeah. This is going about how I thought it was going to go. Yeah. I just I, I I don't know where this I don't know how I became the sunshine pump guy just because I'm not I I wasn't saying we're not going to make the tournament I was like no we have a realistic chance to make the tournament and we still do as of today yeah. anyway not here to talk about basketball I'm just I'm just saying like I just if you're gonna quote me quote me right is all I'm saying <laughs> you know what I'm saying you're gonna quote me quote me right anyway football is what we're talking about today yes uh, thank you for everybody in the um chat right now talking about it we did finally hit that ten thousand subscriber yay, point. Yay. good time is any to tell you guys to make sure that you're sharing the video um at one point in time when we started doing these morning drops we limited the conversation to just uh members we've opened that up to anybody to be able to jump into the chat section right now on the morning drop so um we've got enough member only content i feel like that i'm cranking out with these videos uh, so, and we'll, we've got some more things that we want to do that are going to be member only coming up, but share the video, make sure everybody gets in here in the conversation, man, like, and subscribe to the channel just because we hit 10 K doesn't mean we want to stop right there. Like the video, subscribe to the channel so we can make sure we continue to grow because, you know, listen, I've said this before, Jordan Hare stadium holds over 90,000. So 
10K ain't, ain't but a, we scratching the surface of the Auburn fan base, right? So there's a lot of people out there still need to know about the war poor, still need to get down with what we got going on. And we appreciate all of you who continue to help us grow. But let's get into this combo, B. All right. Spring practice starting today. Um, I don't know what people are expecting to see out of the first practice. Um, you will be, we just talked about this a minute ago, you will be down there in the media viewing period for spring practice today. What are some of the things that you are going to be looking for when you get out there? When I get out there, I'm going to undoubtedly be looking at the quarterbacks, not to see who's mm-hmm. taking first, second, or third reps. To me, that that doesn't matter right now. I want to see how these guys look throwing. I want to see if they are accurate when they're throwing in drills, because that was something that I was able to view last year that actually did carry some Mm-hmm. significance when you know we if they had trouble throwing accurately in in spring camp they looked a little troublesome uh when it came to 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 the games to the season so i want to see that i want to see who looks powerful as runners when I, when I say that of course i mean uh who's cutting quickly doing drills as, as our running backs who is snatching the ball out of the air very purposefully with the wide receivers. That's all stuff that I feel like did carry over when I got to watch last year to the season when the season started. I want to see uh, physical guys just kind of pop in person. Like you see, it's like, wow. It's I see why everybody was whispering about Camden Brown before I got out there to see him. I was like, oh no, I get it. Because yeah. you look That's at- That's one of the things I was actually going to comment on. That's, well, th- there were a few things that you remarked on that for me were significant. And one of those was the, just the way that Camden Brown attacked yeah. Um, the ball when he was when it was thrown in his direction. So yeah, uh, yeah, but continue. So yeah, that. yeah, no, you good. So the little things like that, just watching guy after guy take a drill, or uh, you know, just just go through practice with the defensive guys. You you can see it less because I don't think I saw very many defensive line on offensive line drills. The offensive line was working amongst themselves and the coaches and the same thing for the defensive line. So they're they're practicing get off the ball. You know, they're practicing that first move or where to put their hands, but you can't really see them go full force until they get to engage with the other side. And they didn't get to do that at the practices that we saw. So um, I'm looking at the quarterbacks, mostly offensive players. I want to see those offensive players. I want to see them uh, go look at their skill. They're building skills in the spring. They're refining skills. I want to see skill. I want to see cuts from the running back. I want to see accuracy from the quarterbacks. I want to see hands, catches, or however they catch the ball. I want to see some consistency in catches from the wide receivers. That's what I got my eye on when I get out there. Yeah, I I mean, I think... um it's again it's with it being practice number 1 there's going to be a limited amount of things to to evaluate as far as cuz they i mean they're they're really just doing installs right so you're not going to be able to see kind of anything from a uh how they're running through drills really is mostly what you're going to see but what what yeah. i would be interested to see is just kind of the energy that the team has day 1 the energy that this new coaching staff has and how fluid they are with running through things uh, when it comes to how they're going to be setting up practice. Now, Hugh Freeze, um, this isn't going to be his first ride, right? Like, So it's not like he doesn't know how to run a practice, uh, but it is going to be a new combination of people, right? Like Philip Montgomery has never worked with Hugh Freeze before, right? right? Um, Ron Roberts has never worked with the vast majority of this coaching staff before. So how are they running through the things that they want to get done and how disorganized do things look? I think it's going to be a telling sign. Um, Early this morning, uh, Hugh Freeze tweeted out, 
This is about as straight as I can put it to you as spring ball begins. This is from locker room to academics to meetings to managing your money slash time to practice to rehab to relationships to nutrition. Everything. Champions have to behave like champions before they become champions. Who does that remind you of? Oh, man. Everything matters, right? If you're going to win championships, everything matters. That sounds familiar. Sounds a lot like the last guy, right? Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that is not a bad omen <laughs> because it's not that it's a bad statement, right? Like right. literally, I loved the statement when the last guy said it. I love it when Coach Hugh Freeze says it. Yeah. Um, but I want to see how we turn it from that statement into reality. Right. And that's really the conversion rate is what we worried about, right? Like I don't want um this dollars to pesos conversion rate where it's like oh that looks real good and then you turn it in you like oh it's that's all it's worth yeah i need the conversion to be high you know or pesos to dollars because pesos is less anyway it doesn't matter you get what i'm saying (laughs) my point is that i want my conversion be high i don't want it when i turn in the statement and then i have to turn it in to get some work on the field it turns into less I need to be a high conversion rate. I need to see this staff be able to take it from winning the press conference because I feel like Coach Harson won a lot of press conferences. Right. Coach Hugh Freeze has won a lot of press conferences, right? I need to figure out, I need us to figure out how to take it from winning press conferences to winning football games, to winning on Saturdays. So I'm looking forward to seeing how we progress from that sort of thing. It's also going to be interesting to see, kind of um, to your point, what the the accuracy is going to be like because the unfortunate, well, not the unfortunate reality. The reality is that Coach Hugh Freeze and this staff hasn't been working with any of these quarterbacks yet. So we're really going to see how much work they've been putting in, not how much this coaching staff has gotten into a new place. Right. That's true. So uh, it's going to be hard to judge from day one whether or not Freeze has the magic touch or Kent Austin has the magic touch mm-hmm. or Philip Montgomery has the magic touch to get these quarterbacks where they need. We don't know any of that. Right. Want. Right. But right. what we are going to be able to see is how much work did these quarterbacks put in in the offseason to improve on whatever little things they needed to be able to prove on as far as their mechanics. Um, you know, if you uh, listen to some of the interviews with some of the players that they've been having during the offseason, they're, thro- they're out throwing with the receivers. How much actual camaraderie have they been able to build? How much chemistry have they been able to build to make sure that they're out there timing on routes and all that sort of thing? And then um, another thing I'd be interested to see is like what kind of routes are we routinely running, right? Like what kind of stuff are they working on in their their drills with those routes? Right. That's going to be telling on what kind of things they're going to be doing going forward in the actual offense. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I, I I wonder how much it helps to have, well, the wide receiver coach is different. A lot of things are different, but mm-hmm. Caddy being there, right? Running backs, they they at least have some rapport. They know what their their position coach expects of them. I wonder what changes for them. And with, with such a pass-happy offense, um, we, well, we expect. We expect a pass-happier offense under Hugh Freeze. But what changes for, for Cadillac? You know, that's good. For Cadillac, he's mm-hmm. taught one guy's system, right? And then he got to mm-hmm. modify it a little bit to make it work. And then he's got to come out there, all right, guys, my first time getting my hands on you guys in spring, Here's what's different. Let's go over some terminology. Like, what does that happen before now? Or does that, do they give them a book and say, y'all need to know these terms when we start on Monday? Like, I wonder how that works. That's, that's, that's a, actually a good question for a press conference. Yeah. I mean, there's, there is going to be a drastic difference in, you know, this is something that Coach Hugh Freeze talked about is that, you know, he's called something this 
his entire time while he's been coaching. But, you know, Coach Montgomery calls it something different, right? Like what I call a bubble screen, he calls a blah, 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 right? If I've been calling it red my entire life, now he wants to call it blue. We've got to figure out what our terminology is going to be and how we're going to communicate things. Um, one of the things that I don't, I don't know if you guys noticed this, and this is something Coach Hugh Freeze talked about, like the um, creating a, a unified voice, right? So you'll see pretty much every day uh, he said that there's going to be a different thing that he wants people to be talking about in the building that day. But you see it even being echoed on social media, right? Like um, flip the script has been a thing that they've been hashtagging a lot with the things that they've got going on. And you'll see like, you know, certain phrases are things that everybody is echoing. Like if you're on social media, you're going to tweet something about this. You're going to post something about this. They're starting with the very rudiments of communication of like, we're going to communicate the same thing publicly on our social media channels because I want us to be speaking in the same mind and the same voice. So I like that. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Typically when I'm running this thing, I want to start with the super chats because, hey, listen, if you decide to spend some money, then you really want it to be heard. And we appreciate those super chats. So you get first crack at it with the supers. And fittingly, because my guy B-Wheel is on here, B-Wheel's forehead comes at us and says, took a couple of months to get moved down here to Alabama and get set up, but I'm back and still looking handsome. War Eagle. Well, we appreciate, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? We appreciate you coming in here, stopping in with us, number one. Number two, welcome back to the great state of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Glad that you got moved. Moving is never fun. Never. Um, but welcome back, and uh, we appreciate you dropping back in here with us. Um, as well, uh, if you don't know, we try to prioritize people who are paid members of the War Report. So I'm going to start with our first member chat here. It's from Ethan, who says, what is everyone's favorite for QB1? Um, we've had a, a lot of quarterback conversations. Uh, is there a person, Brian, that you feel is favorite? Not so I'm, I'm going to ask this qu- differently than what Ethan asked. Who do you feel like is in the driver's seat for the spot? Not, and you can answer both of those questions. Like who is the guy you'd like to see if you want to, hmm. but I'd like to know fundamentally, who do you think is in the driver's seat? And is that different from the guy that you'd like to see if you want to share both of those? Um, okay, so I'm gonna start with oof. That that's a tough question. It's so early, it's too quick to be doing that. Like I want to watch practice for a week and then come back and do which we definitely will re- reassess this later. I think accuracy is gonna be more important than athleticism for Hugh Freeze. I think Holden Gariner is the more accurate quarterback. Robbie mm-hmm. Ashford is the more experienced quarterback. What mm-hmm. I would like to see, ideally, this is this is me, is you give the keys to Robbie early, even if he isn't the most accurate. But as the season goes on, getting adept to the offense, them calling the games for him and for his skill set will result in him being 
I, I think Robbie has that dog in him, honestly. Mm. And I think that dog, with time and experience, ends up being a greater threat in the offense than a quarterback who is, yes, a good passer, but Holden Gariner has to get live game reps. Like, he has to get college game reps under his belt where he's not just turning his back and hoping he doesn't get hit because that's all he had last year. The experience factor for Robbie, I've seen some dog come out of him. Mm -hmm. I want to see that dog get a chance to thrive. I want to see them take the call off the dog and let him roam a little bit. And that's what I want to see. Now, I'm not a head coach. I'm not the head coach. I'm not an offensive head coach. I'm sure they have things that they're looking for. I think it probably won't be anybody on the roster that starts, though. Mm. I don't think somebody on the roster starts. And we can go back to this conversation when when Mike and I had it and we'll have it going forward. I think they had resigned themselves that they're going to get somebody else regardless of what happens in the spring. I think that decision has already been made. I don't think you go to the portal to get anybody. If you go and get anybody who has not played through your spring, they have to be an upgrade in some fashion. Like they have to be as accurate and proficient passing as Holden Gardner, but with more experience. They have to be as mobile as, as Robbie Ashford, but with more accuracy. Like, I think that's what they're going to go get. I think a lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes uh, ahead of time as far as when kids want to leave. Like, we knew Grayson McCall wanted to come here because they like he called Hugh Freeze. As soon mm-hmm. as he jumped in the portal, he called. And even if he didn't come here, you don't think they had conversations about why, what the backup plan could be? how this could work next semester if everything goes right. I think some of this has been done to a certain extent. If Even if it's not McCall, I think they've got everything in order to where a different quarterback will be. Mm, will be the starter? No. A different quarterback will be in the competition in, in the fall camp. Let's say that. I like best case scenario. Robbie Ashford, give him the keys and let him go. That's what I want to see. Okay. Um, as far as my favorite, I've been pretty clear on this. I think that it is Robbie Ashford's job to lose. Um, he is, and and that's not because I feel like he he's my favorite quarterback. I just think that the guy who was in the driver's seat at the end of last season didn't do enough to tell you that he shouldn't still be in that driver's seat right now when it's it's a fresh start for everybody. Um, yeah. But I want to see what Holden Gariner can bring to this competition just because I feel as if, from all the things that I've heard, very intelligent young man, understands offenses, and has a really strong arm. I've seen the arm on display. I uh, just want to see him be able to operate proficiently within an offense, with an offensive line that can protect him. Um, if that offensive line isn't improving, then it's just got to be Robbie's job. Right. And we said this last year, right. if the offensive line isn't able to pass protect, if you can, even if you can run the ball really well, right? Like, here's the thing. If they can run block really well, then uh, it will open up some things in the pass game. But if you can't per- pass protect really well, you have to start Robbie Ashford. Right. You just do. Right. Um, so I still think it's Robbie's job to lose. Um, and until somebody changes that, I'm going to keep riding with Robbie. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, Dana Jones jumps in. Everybody's going to be watching the O-line and QB battles. I could not agree with this more. Those are going to be the most uh, probably watched things. I am very interested to see what happens in the defensive back room just because we have so many talented guys out there. How are they going to parse through that? And it's going to be interesting to see 
how it works with that room being divided now amongst two different coaches, how they run that That's practice. Right. How do they figure out what the back end is going to look like when you've got two coaches that are going to be responsible for that sort of thing. So that's going to be very interesting for me to be able to see as well. Yep. Michael Carlisle says, first practice fundamentals. Yep. Listen, yep. it's about understanding what they want you to do in this particular offense, what they want you to do in this particular defense. There are going to be differences in how they coach technique. Listen, we heard that but um, in the differences between uh, same head coach, different defensive line coaches about how they coach the technique of what you were supposed to do in certain scenarios. So right. completely different defensive staff, they may teach it very differently on what they want you to do. So it's going to be uh, incumbent on them to understand what these coaches want them to be able to do on a snap-by-snap basis. Yeah. Derek Anderson jumps in. I want to see what Finley is doing, <laughs> laughing out loud. Listen, he's yeah, there. I'm laughing too. Listen. Everybody can hate this as much as they want to. Coach Hugh Freeze has been very clear on he's giving uh, TJ Finley a chance in this quarterback battle. So. He, he he is, man. He's he's giving him a chance. He's on the roster. So listen, a guy's on your roster. He's on scholarship. I mean, you can't, you can't, what are you going to say? No, I don't know about him because I don't like the way. No, he's he's here. You're going to let him play. You're going to let him earn it. His his scholarship hasn't been taken. He hasn't done anything to lose it. I, I Hearing hearing Hugh Freeze talk multiple times, though, and I think we we talked about this a little bit yesterday. He's a bit more of a disciplinarian than I thought. It's actually, if listening to the building report interview we did with him, um, he said that that he ended up being a coach because his options were coaching or being a dairy farmer. He didn't like dairy farming, right? So he said seeing the effect that coaches had on young men and had on on people around him, he's like, listen, when they say it, you do it. And it was mm-hmm. it was a command thing was part of of the allure of coaching to him. Maybe he can say, "Hey, TJ hasn't run afoul of me," but there there are some questions about exactly how and why TJ was not available last year. Le- leadership could be in question, and mm-hmm. that is e- extremely important at the quarterback position, especially from a coach who seems so traditional. In, in in his coaching style and value. So I wonder if if that all that has been wiped clean. Because if it hasn't, then I think this is kind of a foregone conclusion in, in TJ departs. But if it has been, hey, I guess he's getting a real shot. Yeah, we will see. I, I think he's going to get a, a legitimate shot. I think Coach Hugh Freeze likes um, some things that he's seen on the tape from TJ Finley as far as his, his arm and his ability to operate in offense. Um Again, for for me, the biggest concern with TJ is going to be the maturity factor, not just because of, you know, stuff that he did on social media, but just in games of like not making the the silly mistakes with the football, right? Like he had too many turnovers for us not throwing the ball very often in those early games against inferior competition. He's just turned the ball over too many times. Uh, So we've got to get better in that respect. Corey Weber jumps in is what's the reason behind 15 practices between February 27th and April 8th? I do not know the answer to this, Corey. Oh, um, practice ends the week of A Day, right? Mm-hmm. Is that is it the eighth? Is A Day the eighth? Yes, I believe. I believe well, I don't know what, what day. I think it's the ninth. But if that's Saturday, I can tell yeah. you in just a minute though, because um, it's I, on my calendar. Yeah, that seems a little stretched out. Yeah, A Day is oh, A Day is uh, the eighth. That's that Saturday. Huh? I didn't know that, Corey. Well, 
I thought they wanted to get started earlier for sure. Um, but then they're they're going a week and I think they're taking a week off and then they're gonna get back to it after oh, that. Oh, okay. 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 So that- I think he just wanted to try to get in as quickly as possible and start the installs, um, just because it's he he feels like he's got a lot of stuff that he needs to get done. Well, so. I, I saw somebody remarking here. They said that uh Coach Hugh Freeze has said that this schedule was set before he got here. Mm. So it it wasn't Hugh Freeze's call. I think Corey gave us that tidbit. So uh, maybe it's something to account for spring break, and they hadn't done that before. So you can still get in the same number of practices, but when everybody else gets spring break, you get it too, because it usually happens over the course of their spring break. And I don't remember whether or not they actually took time off with all the other students or not. But yeah, it's, it's a little uh, it's a little interesting because it's so stretched out now. So I wonder, like, how many how many practice you can only get fifteen? That's like what six weeks? Because it's thirty one days in March. Yeah, that's. That's that's six weeks to get fifteen practices in. That's that's a lot of time in between. I wonder if that's too much time almost. But I mean, hey, they they've got a plan. Uh, people <laughs> doing logistics know a lot more about the situation than us. So I'm going to trust them. Yeah, we will see how it works. Um, Corey Weber jumps back in and says, "All coaches say the same thing. Difference is talent on the field doing the listening." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, difference is talent. And difference is also the coach can say that thing and then set a certain tone that makes that makes things work a little better. And when things start working better, then then the talent perks up and and gets with the program a little easier. So, I mean, I guarantee you, we 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 talked about it plenty. But if Brian Harson does more winning, he has less problems inside the locker room and outside the locker room as well. Yeah. yeah. James Barnett jumps in. Fellas, are we underestimating this roster? Everyone is basically saying there's no way we can beat A&M, LSU, Bama, and Georgia. This roster is stacked with talent. Thoughts? Uh, okay, so I watched us play LSU fairly closely. We weren't close to Georgia. Nobody really, nobody was, honestly, except for maybe Ohio State, based on that game. Bama was definitely a beatable team, but we weren't close to them either. Um, what I we saw— a and yeah, we beat AM. AM's gonna be better. And it hurts me to say that because they're gonna have a competent offensive coordinator who is probably best as an offensive coordinator. And uh I, I don't think here's the thing. When we start thinking about names and we start thinking about talent, whether it's been their recruiting classes, guys they brought in, whether it's the head coach's name and his legacy and what he's done, nothing about Brian Kelly's first team at LSU said this is the scariest. Oh, he's such an upgrade over Ed Orgeron. It's like, yeah, he is, I think. But also, dudes got to play the game. Players have to be engaged. Players have to be put in the proper situations. We just had a player defect from LSU, and he had every reason to stay at LSU. I I, I don't know how... I'm not going to be afraid of, of paper, I guess is what I'm saying. It's on paper that LSU has better talent, that A&M has better talent, that Bama and Georgia, like you said, James. But, man, that's not... That, that's not the entirety of it. And I don't think it's necessarily because we have as highly regarded talent. It's just that once you get the right players and they buy in and you actually have the right system ready for them, then everything changes very quickly. We can look back now and say that, man, that guy was great on the 2013 team. Everybody thought, that, oh, man, yeah, Nick Marshall and, and Trey Mason and Greg Robinson and Jay Prosh. We didn't know those names. They didn't have that gravity before they did what they did. They were just some guys who happened to come together at the right time. Oh, they did this thing, and it came out of nowhere. But listen, all of these guys had greatness in them. The coach had a system that was able to bring it out of them. 
if that can happen here, it won't matter if we knew their names before we went into the spring or not. If that can happen here, we're going to know their names coming out of the fall. And that's the most important time. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's difficult to, I mean, I, I know that these young men are talented, um, talented in comparison to other people's talent is really a harder thing to judge because you're only be able to see them work against other Auburn players right now. We'll see in the spring, um, you know, how hard people are working, but you won't know until your point be willing to the fall, right? Whether or not, you know, this person is criminally underrated, right? Mm -hmm. If they're another Jarquez Hunter who everybody's like three star. Okay, cool. Right. But then you see him running, you're like, Oh, wait a minute. How is he only a three star? Right. Right. You know, uh, people not on Auburn's roster, Quidshawn Juckins. Right. How was he only a three-star? What are we right. doing here? Right. right. So like there's there's a lot of those around the country. The question is how many of those reside in Auburn, uh, Alabama right now? Right. We'll see. Steve Bradley, again, I was going to ask which position or positions y'all are most interested in this spring, but if y'all are like me, I say all. Uh, I mean, th yeah, I don't think there's a position that's not important. Uh, underrated. We have a new battery that's going to be happening for our kicking team. Right. So we'll see how good they're able to get together um, and and make sure that we're solid in our kicking game. Because uh, I, I don't, I, I think Jacob Quattlebaum graduated, the long snapper. I think you might be right. So that's an underrated slight thing that's happening out there. If you see a bunch of snaps going over people's heads too low and all that kind of thing, new long snapper. Like, But we did get a kid that was supposed to be highly rated, I think, last year coming in that was a highly rated long snapper. But there, there's a lot of interesting things to be looking at in the fall, or excuse me, in the spring to determine who's separating themselves in this first practice area. That's true. Uh, CM Pat says, I want to see multiple sets of O-line with chemistry. What little we had was void when we rotated people in. I mean, that's that's a byproduct of of losing a guy on that unit, man. That that unit needs experience together, probably more than any other unit on the team. Um, defensive back, you need some too, because you got to be coordinated when you make those moves as far as who you're covering and how. But um, offensive line has to gel. They need time to gel. So I, I'm with you. Now, one of the things that may make that hard early to get multiple sets is you're going to be trying eight, nine guys just to find five. So mm -hmm. those guys could be getting moved around all spring. Hell, maybe even the fall, fall camp. Like you, you won't have that five set probably until game one. And maybe not even then. They'll probably like, all right, well, it was between these two guys for right guard, but nah, we're going to go with guy two instead of guy one. You get in there. Now, from that, you have to decide with the, the four or five guys who didn't make the starting roster, which position are they going to play? You may like a guy to be the backup center, but uh, but if your center doesn't go down and your left guard goes down, but you like this guy's center, not a left guard. I, I don't know. Like Now you have some decisions to make and some things to figure out because where these guys practice in the spring, they're going to be basically competing for starting jobs. And then after that in practices, they're going to be competing if they didn't get the starting job for backup jobs. But that's that's a different competition because there are different guys competing for those spots now. So right. they have some things to figure out and they have to do the absolute best they can with the very limited time. 15 practices is not a lot. Not Especially when you you have to, you only get to push up against the defensive line like what, like three times and then eight day? Is it what, two? Is it two or three scrimmages and then eight day? I think two. So you, you don't have too much time. And I think that's probably something that's, I think we uh, we used to get on Gus about that is he didn't really like to go live. 
during uh, practice, during spring and fall camp. And it seems like you don't, did you not know that this guy wasn't going to get the job done at this position? Well, you didn't really put him under stress. So you didn't know that he couldn't handle these responsibilities or that he couldn't move well enough to, to have the left, left tackle spot. So th- they're going to have to do the best they can with what time they have. And hopefully they get a decent starting five and then they can just tweak it from there. We shouldn't be having to make wholesale changes um, early, early in the season on the line. That means somebody would evaluate properly. Yeah. Yeah. And then talent evaluation is going to be a thing that is going to be, I won't say difficult, but you're going to have to do it quickly, right? Because you haven't had a lot of time to evaluate this stuff. You looked at tape on some guys, but a lot of those guys aren't here anymore, right? right? So you're going to have to be evaluating with fresh eyes guys that you have literally never seen play a snap of collegiate football with the vast majority of this offensive line. We just had um, a guy from the offensive line room leave the team recently. Yeah. Um, So, you know, Coach Hugh Freeze had already said that they were likely going to go get another offensive lineman to get to that requisite number that they were trying to get to of 16. Mm. Um, That means now that they're going to have to go get two, right? So we got a lot of work to do in the offensive line room. So just um, hopefully the guys that we've brought in in the transfer portal will pan out and be able to be uh, serviceable and not get injured. And then we can move forward trying to figure out how do we plug in behind them with some of the freshmen or some of the guys who haven't had an opportunity to play yet for Auburn. Yeah, for sure. Ant Robinson jumps in is who do you think will benefit from OC Phil? So Philip Montgomery, who do you think benefits most there? I you have watched more film and I didn't even finish watching all the um the Philip Montgomery breakdowns. Based on what you've seen, you watch more film anyway, so you're more equipped to answer this question. Who do you think benefits uh from from Phil Montgomery the most? Uh Easily, the answer to this to me is Holden Garner. Okay. Holden Garner, I mean, I didn't see a running quarterback in Philip Montgomery's offense at Tulsa. So he he absolutely, nothing that he does is contingent on a quarterback being able to run. Yeah. Nothing. Okay. Um. So everything that they're doing from a RPO standpoint, well, it's not even RPO. It is a... I mean, it, the run portion is literally handoff. Mm-hmm. Everything else is pass tags on the back end. It wasn't about the QB being able to run, really. Um, it's about quick decision-making and understanding where your leverage is. Um, pace and space is what he does. Yeah. So Holden Garner is a guy that I think flourishes best for that sort of type of system. Precision, passing, strong arm, quick uh, decision-making. Cool. Hey, that's my answer, too. Brian Hancher jumps in I'm a lot more concerned about O-line than quarterback I think this is fair Um, your O-line has a lot to do with what you're able to do from the quarterback position like again I said this a few minutes ago if your offensive line can't pass block well you have to have somebody who can get out of trouble quickly Mm -hmm. so or you have to have somebody who's so cerebral that they know how to adjust around that offensive line, right. not being able to pass protect for them well. Right. But you, but I, I know we have one of those things in our bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we have on the other side of the because we haven't seen Holden Garner have to do that yet. And what we've seen from TJ Finley thus far doesn't indicate that he's there yet to be able to just put it together really quickly and make those right decisions under pressure. So, right. um. So, yes, your offensive line is going to dictate a lot as to whether or not this is truly even going to be a QB battle. Right. Yeah. Todd Jordan says, social media behavior, play on the field, lots of things to be concerned about. I think he's referring we, to TJ. Yeah, we were talking about TJ and, and what was uh, 
well, everything that may have been a concern as to whether or not he's actually going to be in play here for the quarterback position. But I, I kind of forgot the social media stuff. He kind of threw the, the offensive line under the bus. Yeah. And it's not that he was wrong at that time because the offensive line wasn't playing well, but correct. It's like, yeah, you can you you can't say that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let let other people say that for you. You don't have to be the person that makes that statement. Yeah. Have to agree with that. Um last one here we'll get from Hunter who says, discuss Austin versus Batie. I, I think it's an Austin plus Batie thing. I, I don't think they're gonna be fighting for the same snaps necessarily. Um, no, I don't have anything, any reason to 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 think that uh, we haven't talked to Caddy and gotten his idea. Hey, why'd you bring Batia in when you got Austin? Like he he didn't tell us that. But right. looking at his skill set, number one as a returner, I think Batia would be worth his weight in gold. If if the only thing he did was come out here and be a dynamic uh, kickoff returner, he would be worth it. Just so Jarquez Hunter does not have to be out there doing it. So that's number one. Uh, number two. I think Austin has the every down back build, but he is a small guy. Small. He's bigger than than both of us, but he's not he's not a <laughs> right. big sturdy uh back. He's not built like an every down back. And, and that's far be it for me to question the heart and, and the want to of anybody who wants to play a certain position. But um I don't think you have to force Batie being an every down back when you have guys like Jarquez Hunter. And Damari Austin built like they're built on your roster. So what do you do? You you put Batia in, in positions where he can excel. And it's not like you you have him on the speed sweep. You you put him on kickoff returns or you send him out on the wheel route. Like th- these are things where he can excel because he is extremely fast. So I, I think it's going to be a Damari getting those second back reps plus uh, Batia being used here and there. Kind of like what they actually did somewhat successfully with Sean Shivers early in 2021. Like, yeah, Jarquez got plenty of reps. He got to dig us out of a hole against uh, Georgia State and LSU in 2021 and in Penn State. But Tank was still out there getting those RB1 reps. And Sean Shivers was out there doing a lot of pass blocking and catching some some timely passes, man. You can do it with three. Three can be done. And I think that's what they do here. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. I don't know if uh, I think Austin is going to get his shot as well as Batie. Batie showed a proficiency and an ability to be able to run uh, at South Florida over a thousand yards there. So it's um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they employ all three of those young men into this running scheme, mm-hmm. especially considering again, I don't know that rushing is going to be as featured as it has been at Auburn um, previously. Right with the style of system that we're going to be running. But we'll see. I, I am looking forward to seeing how Coach Hugh Freeze, Philip Montgomery put together an offensive game plan that feature very dynamic running backs and their ability to be game breakers um, along with what they've been more accustomed to, which is dynamic passing stuff. So we'll definitely see how all of those things round out. Looking forward to it. Today it begins, uh, but you guys are rocking as always with the War Report right here on The Morning Drop. We appreciate you. We're about to get out of here. Tell somebody that you love them. All of those things. I don't even know why I added that last one in here. It doesn't (laughs) matter, man. We are out of here until next time. And as always, War Eagle. War Eagle. Drop! Drop!